Shapeshifters. Shapeshifters on The Money Show. Tonight's shapeshifter is unusual in that he didn't invent the thing that's made him famous. In fact, the thing that was invented wasn't even invented for the purpose that's making it famous. Okay, I'm getting myself confused now. The invention, of course, is called Lodox. Even my producer is looking bewildered. What are you talking about, she said. All they talk about cannabis is maybe go all lightheaded. Um, but we're talking about a South African invention by the name of Lodox. It was invented uh, in uh, by, by De Beers or people working for De Beers. And they created it in order to do full body scans of mine workers who may have swallowed one or two diamonds on their way out of the mine in the hope of retrieving them later and making a, a, a profit. Uh, and then somebody one they work up to the fact that there may very well be a medical application to the use of the Lodox device. And it's come onto the global stage, courtesy, of course, of those nice people at the medical drama Grey's Anatomy. But Peter de Beer is the chief executive of Lodox Systems. So take me back, Peter, to the history of Lodox. I've sort of given, sketched the broad outlook for from a de Beer's perspective, but that's how it did start. That's how it started. Thank you, Bruce. I just want to say, I don't think I'm famous. I hope Lodox is famous. <laughs> and you stop the clip just before the best part where they say it's freaking magically. And that's, and that's, and that's, and that's what we believe it is. Um, De Beers had a problem or thought they had a problem with diamonds walking out of the mines and they had to get to a solution and the only solution at the time that they could get to that they thought would help is x-rays. And as you know, x-rays are extremely dangerous to people. Especially if you're doing them every day. Yeah, especially if you're doing them every day. And then the team from De Beers create this invention or did this invention to create an x-ray machine that can do a full body x-ray extremely quickly. We... The security machine takes 16 seconds to scan a miner. Our machine is 13 seconds for medical application. Very, very low X-ray dose and very, very high image quality. It's quite difficult to see a diamond on an X-ray, so they had to get the image quality spot on to do that. And how long ago was this? This started late 18. Is initially the thought process. Mm. The security machine, I believe, and I'm, I'm under correction, was late 90s, commercialized and the first application in the beers, late 90s. And at that time when they realized, when they tested the machine through um, Grotesque Hospital in Cape Town and they used the biomedical engineering faculty of University of Cape Town, and then they realized, but why don't we use this for medical purposes? And that was late 1990s, early 2000s. Uh, and at what point does De Beers hand over control of Lodox to the IDC? Because the IDC, of course, is the controlling shareholder of this company. Slightly more complicated than that. Okay. Um, De Beers was a shareholder in Lodox until 2009. Okay. The IDC took control in 2010 of Lodox full control. It got 94% shareholding. But the IDC was also shareholder from Lodox since its first year. It was one of the first funders of Lodox. So in the beginning years, there were IDC, the Beers, and Netcare, who was the primary shareholders of Lodox, and then one or two smaller shareholders as well. And the IDC took control in 2010. Okay, so they've got 94%. Is Netcare still involved? No, Netcare is not involved anymore. They must be um, kicking themselves. Well, I hope so. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The principle, the the medical application of Lodox then, some some bright spark suddenly goes, hold on a second, we can see soft tissue. And if this particular individual had been crushed by a falling rock or had been in a car accident, we could tell whether or not they had a ruptured spleen or whether or not their aorta had been Mm. damaged or whatever it might be. And as the clip from Grey's Anatomy told us, um, this does a scan in 13 seconds as opposed to having to do 30 x-rays of a person, which then would, one, expose them to radiation, two, take a long time to, one, do the x-rays, and three, then process those x-rays. This goes almost like a a fairly slow photocopy. Yeah, 
again, slightly, slightly simplified. Of course, that's um, the business I'm in. I think what, what, what we've done, what's quite special, what the, what the team gets right with the medical application was with a normal x-ray, it's very difficult to see soft tissue. Mm-hmm. And that's not common to see soft tissue. But with analog moving to digital and to a fancy software that's available, you can play with these images. And we developed specific processing um, algorithms that help us to manipulate our x-ray images so that you can see both bones and soft tissue. Um, we had a breakfast session in Cape Town last week where a doctor went through radiographs and the people were amazed what you can do if you play with the the contrast and the resolution on these images. And I believe we still unique when it comes to this with the image quality of such a large image um, at the dose, what we do. How competitive is the space globally? Because I would assume that you've had people coming to buy a Lodox, taking it off to Beijing, and have dismantled it and had a jolly good look. Well, the truth about it is they've tried. I was at a conference in the States, the biggest radiology conference in the world called RSNA's Radiology Society of North America. And that was 2009 or 10. I can't remember. It was 9 or 10. There was this Chinese company that invited us for a session and they said, they've got this wonderful product. Don't we want to invest? And then we saw exact copy of our machine. But what they did is it looked exactly like our machine, but it was old analog x-rays that they stitched together. So they took like four or five x-rays of a full body, stitched it together like one picture and that was their Lodox. Mm. So it didn't work out for them. So far, nobody in the world could copy what we do. Why not? Is it a software, is it a software issue? Is, it, is, that, is that where the secret is? Is it hidden in the software? Or wh- it's, a combination of, it's a combination of things. I think what we do, the way we take x-rays is somewhat different than conventional x-rays. We use specific technology. I don't know how much you want me to get technically um, up, to involved involved my eyes gla- up to the point where my eyes glaze over, yes. You know, um, what we do is what they call linear slot scan radiography. That is like a thin slice of paper that scans from left to right over body. So only a very small part of the body is exposed to x-rays at a very, very high rate at that instantaneous okay. moment. So we take thousands of pictures while we do that, and then the processing of those pictures to get to one full body x-ray at the image quality is where the secret is. So it's the way we detect those x-ray okay. detectors like the camera, SLR camera, the thing, the thing where you get the pictures on. Yeah. And um, that is something, that's where the primary IP is in this product. And it's either people are not interested to copy it at this stage or they just can't do it. Again, from a layman's perspective, if I was in a car crash and I, they, they, and I was in that, that golden hour or whatever it was, I'd like the quickest possible diagnosis, please. Um, and yes. if this is going to make the difference between life and death, you'd kind of think that hospitals would want to have these, these devices. Yeah. But that's where the biggest challenge is with this product. And that's where we try to get through and make it work. Traditionally, radiology equipment is bought by radiologists in hospitals. All private practices, radiology practices need to fork out the money to buy these machines and use it, and they want to make money with it. Yeah. Our machine is a radiology device used by trauma surgeons. The benefit is to the surgeons. They get information within the first minute of a patient's arrival, which I normally wait for 30 minutes plus. So we reduce that golden hour at least by 50%. Um, Professor Boffard from... from Mill Park Hospital, one of our best advocates, claimed that we reduce resuscitation time. That's a time it takes to take a patient from not stable to stable with 
at least 50%. So if it takes 30 minutes, normally it would take 15 minutes, etc. And that's information that was not available before to surgeons. How many of these devices are in South African hospitals? 15 now. Last time um, we spoke, which was a year ago, there were 13. Yes. Why is there such a slow uptake? The slow uptake is at the moment we only sell to government hospitals, not to private practices. And in government, we we change our strategy somewhat. We we sell sold single machines to government, and it, the approval process in government is quite difficult and complicated. But I must give credit to the Department of Health; they busy f- sorting all of this out. So we see now that where we selling single machines, we're going to move to a trend now that we're going to get bulk orders and they do a plan for the right hospitals for this machine in future. So watch this space this year. There's going to be something special Absolutely, happening. Absolutely, because I mean, here you have a government institution in the form of the IDC, which is funding a South African innovation, and it's about buying local, which can save lives and speed up the process and, and remove some of the bottlenecks within trauma wards. Um, and um, you've got a government which could very easily say, we'll take you know, uh, 500 of these things and put them across the country. Yeah, that can easily happen. We, The machine is not suitable for every hospital. You must have a big trauma load and then forensic institutions as <laughs> well. Surely that focus on um, most, most, most South African hospitals, yes. Yeah, the bigger ones. So yeah. I must say where the IDC came to parties, if it was not for the IDC as a shareholder, this company would have been closed down You're not doing enough six, volume. seven years Absolutely. ago. Um, there would not be funding to get this technology to the point where it is at this moment. Um, so the IDC helped us quite a bit in previous years with that. But what happened in the last few years, especially since I am involved with the company, is that we also get help from the IDC as a shield. And now since I got control 2010 to open doors in government for us. And yeah. that helped quite a bit. It's very difficult to make an appointment with a high official in a, in, in, in a government organization. Um, because people and normally people in our industry do not always do business the way you need to do business. So it is difficult. We had to fight that fight and it seems like that is fought now. And now we're having very constructive discussions. Peter De Beer, the chief executive of Lodoc Systems. So March last year, um, Grey's Anatomy flights the Lodox in the United States. It comes in June last year. That's when we got interested in it. And now in mm-hmm. Series 10, which is ongoing at the moment, Lodox features again. You're getting a lot of coverage uh, for nothing of this machine. Yeah, that's very, very, we're very fortunate to get that. Um, but the bottom line is we've got a magnificent techno- technological device. And the original Grace Anatomy um, got through um, the series revamp their ER um, environment. And Graceland Memorial Hospital is a fictitious hospital. Sure. And they revamped the ER department. And with that, they did some research with local hospitals, which is in Hollywood, California. And we happen to have a machine in LA County Hospital in California. And the doctors love our machine. And they said to the producers of Grace, if you do not use this machine in the ER department, you do not have a proper ER department. And that's how they got to us. And they said, please, can we use your machine? And at the time, we just shipped the machine to the U.S. for a forensic facility there. And asked the forensic facility, can we reroute via Grey's Anatomy? And it worked out very, very well for us. The forensic facility wasn't in as much of a rush because they're not in the business of saving lives, are they? Yeah, <laughs> and they, they were not ready for installation okay. as well. So um, the machine, when we ship machines to America, we make sure that we've got a subsidiary there and ship the machines first. They retest everything again. The compliance to these things is quite, quite laborious, um, especially with FDA in the States sure. that you need to do. So we need to do retest 
do all the tests and everything. So normally there's a good lead time, and it worked out perfectly for us. Now, are they using a fully functioning machine on the set of Grey's Anatomy, or is it just a shell? In Series 9, they did. That was a full functional machine. What they have in Series 10 now, and there was two weeks ago in South Africa, an episode where a little boy was injured in a car accident, and they put the boy in the machine again, um, Quite a sad outcome to the story because a little boy, his father didn't treat him the mm. right, correct way before he put him in the machine and there was some consequences. That is a shell machine. It okay. is something that we made up for them. That's um, It's the original frame of the machine, but then mock-up certain other things that you, they you use. You can't have a, a five million rand piece of equipment sitting useless on a, on a movie set. You can use the facade and uh, you get the same <clears throat> amount of publicity. Um, yes. How many have you sold in the United States? Because clearly the, the market there seems a little bit more active than ours here. It is active, but only 13. Um, we only sold 13 there. So they, but what happened in the US is the machine is taking off as a forensic device. It's now being set as a gold standard for forensics. In the US, it's quite difficult because seeing a full body x-ray in a trauma environment is, could cause trouble to the doctors. If you've got a motor accident patient that comes into the hospital, and you zoom into the critical injuries and you miss a little injury, broke his left pinky, which was shown on that x-ray because it's a full body x-ray and you can see it and he missed it. He so you should be, have known. He, he will sued. be sued about oh, it. Yeah. So in America, that's part of our problem. Yeah. Also in first world hospitals, in the biggest hospitals, they have lots of money and they use CTs to do what we do. Um, they can get the patients quicker to the CTs than they do in other hospitals, and they do that as well. So it's a, a bit of a it's a difficult sell for big first world hospitals. So how many are operational in the US? Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. 13, so yeah. so that hasn't grown much either. So where is yeah. the silver bullet for this business? Because it's got all this potential. It's got the best marketing drive in the world <laughs> behind it, and the sales just aren't coming. The silver bullets in South Africa. We need to sell this machine to the South African government to our public hospitals. It's a perfect solution to emergency and forensic care in South Africa. And we have a list of at least ninety hospitals and forensic facilities in total where this machine can go to. But first, forensic facilities are not in front of the row where money is no. being dished out in this country. And that is something that's busy changing. Our judicial system force government to look at forensic systems because they need to get um, cases solved and cases closed. So without information, they can't do that. And our machine is very, very good for that. In emergency care, we had to prove our concept. We did what we did is revolutionary. Nobody else did it. Nobody thought that it could work. And through our installations, especially Baraguana Hospital, Charlotte McSecki Hospital, Grutuskiro Hospital in Cape Town is now getting their second machine. Very good. Um, it's arriving there tomorrow, installed next week. Um, we showed now what we can do. Yeah. We do more than 5,000 scans or 5,000 patients a month on this machine in the government hospitals, in our 13 hospitals. It's 11 hospitals, two forensic centers. So we make a difference to 5,000-plus lives a month, and government cannot ignore that for too long. But what but, befuddles but me is Netcare used to be a shareholder in this business. How many Netcare hospitals have got Lodox machines? There's only one, Mill Park Hospital. Okay, so Mill Park um, has got one, but why are you not? I mean, I would think that these, these private hospitals would be jumping all over themselves to get, get hold of these machines. Our machine, our machine is a lifesaver. It's not a moneymaker. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> and that is the thing. In private hospitals, money is important. Um, 
I won't. I do well, not. If they say, save my life today, I might be a repeat customer at some point in the future. That's the thing. Is, but yeah. if they save your life today, would you be willing to pay two thousand rand for your scan next week when you get the bill? And then well, you said, was it, was, it, was, it, was it really necessary? So medical aids, we try to get the cost code for private practices, something that we do not have at the moment. And we are working to get to that. Um, okay. I believe our installation at Mall Park would show that it makes sense for private hospitals as well, especially for a big trauma center, which is the, they the best in South Africa. And Netcare and Mall Park would really help us to get that cost code. So that's something that will be resolved this year. But if you can speed up the cost of treatment, if you can speed up the cost of diagno- the, sp- the speed of diagnosis, ultimately it's got to impact the cost curve, surely, of treating a patient over a period of days rather than weeks. That's true. It will impact the cost curve. It will, it will save some other things. But most of the times in critical injuries, you still need to take other radiographs and CT scans yeah. as well of a patient, which they do cover at the moment. So it's being seen as a nice-to-have or a screening tool and not as an essential equipment and thing that needs to happen. But if you look at the bigger picture of these things, they would realize where they got it wrong. Um, here's Lodoc Systems tweeting this evening, and they've copied Derek Hanukum. Why are they copying Derek Hanukum? What's his interest? Derek, Derek Hanukum, last year with Grace, um, like you know, I had a little party at my home. To do that, he was nearly on the guest list. <laughs> and that was... Um, Why he, was he nearly not on the guest list? Uh, um, no, 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 he was. He, he And... The person that helped us with the media exposure that saw him at a function, I can't remember the detail. And as soon as he heard the story, he took interest and he really took good interest. So Derek Hanukkah is one of our supporters. Um, so is um, the Minister of Economic Development and his department. So is DTI. Um, so you're, and you're someone the right, we will get to through yeah, to the Minister of Health. So. Absolutely. You need to get through to the Minister of Health. He's busy pushing through legislation on legalizing cannabis at the moment. I'm sure he'll get on to Lodox next. Yeah. The Chief Executive of Lodox Systems, Peter De Beer, tonight's Shapeshifter.